Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Welcome to the final part of this series on creating a sacred study space. Hopefully, you were able to listen to the previous five parts, but hey, if you didn't or you don't want to, thank you for taking the time to listen to this one. Okay, the final letter is D. The D in sacred stands for decorate. Decorate to motivate. Let your child make the sacred study space their own. Let's have some fun with this. This is the one area where, if your child is doing remote learning, that it can be better than on-site schooling because they get to set up, design, decorate their sacred study space, make it their own. What a really great opportunity to be able to, uh, to create a space that, that reflects their unique personality and is intentionally decorated and designed to inspire. Your child can personalize their space with with posters, pictures, artwork, other meaningful decor. Why is this a really good idea? Well, since they'll be spending a significant amount of time there, they might as well like the space. Now, experts on this, and yeah, they're experts in setting up the best study spaces. Say, to stick to the rule of three personal items on the desk or less. What you want to have is a few items that inspire and comfort, but not too many to overwhelm and distract. I really like this because it allows for self-expression, creativity, but won't clutter and therefore distract from being productive. Other ideas about what these items could be could be a, a picture of a loved one, pet, Picture of a pet, artwork, meaningful knickknacks, a personal item that reminds them of what they're working towards. Let's let the creativity flow when it comes to these items, the selection of or the creation of. What else? Plants. Plants are a great option for this decorate to motivate category. And why is that? Well, Research shows that plants in work areas increase productivity by up to 15% and even improve your mood. In addition to that research, other research shows that plants help to prevent fatigue during work that requires a high level of focus. Sounds a whole lot like school. What else? Plants are nature's sort of natural dehumidifiers. So in addition to that that, that increase in mood and productivity, plants uh, are great for the air in the sacred study space, and they can be really great for youth who often get sore throats and or dry eyes during the fall and winter. Oh, and I really wanted to share this. The other day I came across an article that shared a great idea on plants. Link in the show notes. The article recommended getting something called a peace lily. A peace lily is a great selection. If you're wanting to get a plant that doesn't require a whole lot of care, a whole lot of attention, because the peace lily doesn't require too much watering, and it survives on very little sunlight. But that's how I got so excited to to share this. The really cool part about the peace lily is this. 
when you don't water it, the lily will droop, sort of giving like the visual of of dropping its head or petals in disappointment. But cheer up, good news. After you water the peace lily, it pops right back up. Sort of a thankful posture. You see, this whole decoration and design thing can be fun, can be interesting, and research-based. Okay, in addition to specific decorations, let's take a look at color. What colors to use, or maybe even what colors to paint the walls of the sacred study space? Color has been shown to influence productivity, mood, and creativity. Much of the interest and, and the research around color and its impact on our mood and behavior, it's, it's taken from the famed color psychologist, Angela Wright, and her work. So here's a bit about what her work included about some of the more popular colors. So let's start with green. Green is the color of balance and health. It is said to create a calm mood. And I found this part really interesting. The human eye is better able to see green than any other color. So it's easy on the eyes. And because it's easy on the eyes, it's easy on our minds. And an interesting tidbit, back in the day when green rooms were green, celebrities or or performers would head to their green room after being in the spotlight and, and needing to decompress a bit. Many say green provides a restorative energy. This is why you may notice that many hospital rooms are painted a shade of green. Next, blue. The color blue is about the mind. Blue is considered the color of intellect. It's also considered the color of focus and productivity. Business offices that are used for work that is highly repetitive are often painted blue. So if your child finds school highly repetitive, they may choose to incorporate some blue. Blue is believed to provide an environment of trust, security, and wisdom. Yellow. Yellow can be a good accent color, but too much of it can cause some stress and anxiety, depending on the tone. But a little amount of it is believed to be good for creativity. Not only creativity, but confidence and optimism. On to orange. Orange is another good accent color. It is believed to promote enthusiasm, energy, and creativity. And the final color being covered is red. Red is the color of passion. It's said to create urgency, increase appetite, and be good for spaces where a whole lot of physical exertion may be required. So when thinking about it, maybe red might not be the best choice for the walls in the sacred study space. And many of you may be thinking, all this color stuff, color psychology is a bit out there. And yes, there's much debate about how much color impacts our mood and behavior. But one of the main reasons I wanted to include this is because young people often find the topic and the conversation around color psychology really fun and interesting. And if you don't believe that there's a whole lot of truth to this color psychology thing, let me ask you this. Close your eyes. Not if you're driving. Okay. 
Picture the logos of fast food restaurants. Maybe you're picturing the logos of McDonald's, Wendy's, In-N-Out Burger, KFC, Burger King, Pizza Hut, Carl's Jr., Chick-fil-A, Dairy Queen, Arby's. You notice anything? Yep. Yep. Whole lot of red. Mixed with some yellow and or orange. Makes sense though, doesn't it? And makes sense that these fast food joints would like to promote urgency, hunger, action, energy, and enthusiasm. Now, think about some companies that use blue for their logo. Remembering, blue is the color of intellect, trust, security, wisdom. If you partake in this exercise, maybe you'll pull up in your mind logos like those of HP, Facebook, Oral-B, IBM, American Express, Twitter, Dell, NASA, Volkswagen, General Electric, or some other companies that use blue in their logo because maybe they want to present as being high in intellect, so full of wisdom, and definitely trustworthy and secure. And finally, a few companies that, that, that use green, the color of balance and health. We got companies like John Deere, Whole Foods, Starbucks. Is find these things interesting. And I think there's a lot of truth to color psychology. Because if these multi-billion dollar companies show some patterns in what colors they use and they match up with the messaging that they want to portray, well, I imagine there's likely some truth to the fundamental beliefs of color psychology. And to be honest, I just find this stuff so interesting. This whole thing, the sacred study space, this could be, it could be fun. We can make it fun, engaging, interesting for our youth. How cool would it be for you and your child to paint the sacred study space together in a color they selected? I hope you see, I hope you believe that the idea of decoration for motivation is not insignificant or silly. These things are not small. This attention to color, decorations, and other personal touches will make your child more comfortable in their sacred study space. Liking their space, feeling comfortable in it, will provide a mood boost and improve productivity. To back up the argument that this stuff matters, that this is worth the time and energy. Here's some more research for you. A study conducted by the University of Exeter. I have no clue if I'm saying that right. E-X-E-T-E-R. Well, this university, the research done there, showed that making decisions about the decorations and design of someone's workspace, it improves productivity, health, and happiness. This research showed that the people who are allowed to choose and to decorate and design their space, these people showed an increase in productivity of 32%. I hope you agree that's significant. 
In addition to that hope, I hope you enjoyed this series. I really enjoyed putting it together. And I learned so much in the process. So much. And I was so excited to share it with you all. And I'm, I'm excited to share it with young people. Not only that, I'm excited to, to use some of the things I learned to create better sacred spaces in my life. So with all of these things, with all the different categories covered, have fun with it. Adopt an attitude of get to and not have to. If your child is open to it, share the research with them to help explain the why of the suggestions or expectations. Feel free to share as many of these ideas I've shared as you'd like. Be sure to encourage creativity. Allow your child to make as many of the decisions as possible. In addition to that, I also recommend scheduling a time after a few weeks to reevaluate the space, to reflect and dissect what is working and what isn't. Because as with your child, and all of us for that matter, it's totally understandable that the sacred study space is a work in progress. But if you can, please start now. The quicker you get the space up and running, the quicker your child will experience all the benefits of having a sacred study space. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.